Welcome back to Noxisms. For those who don't know who I am, my name is Connor Campbell, and my podcast is named after one of the most intelligent people I know. Today, we're going to dive into colonialism and women, the relationship between the two, and how the following novel meshes both topics together. The book we are examining is The Autobiography of My Mother by Jamaica Kincaid. But first, I have a little tidbit of information to consider before I dive into the novel completely. Forever Indebted to Women, a published description of women and colonialism by Judith Soares, fantastically explains the complicated relationship between the two. On page nine, Soares explains, women were active in protests, as they always have been in resisting colonialism. They too were in the leadership of a movement which laid the basis for political independence which cleared the path which took us into the modern era with pride and dignity. Not only does this paint a picture on how dismissive history and how colonialism is with women's involvement, but also details the resistance of women in their voice. Judith continues, in fact, in all historical periods, women have been at the forefront of social activity and social activism. One of those significant historical periods which we will address this evening is that of the 1930s, when social protests laid the basis for the development of a new day for the peoples in the Caribbean. Continuing on, Joan French, a Jamaican feminist, author, and social activist, provided relevant and revealing information. Soares writes, both black and white women appeared on the behalf of discontented people seeking leadership from among their own kind. Amy Bailey, a social activist and women's advocate of the early women's liberal club. Her mission was to provide young women, black and white, and girls with the tools of empowerment so that they could build their self-confidence and self-respect and be both self-sufficient and self-reliant in a society where blackness meant inferiority, womenhood devalued, and social disadvantages would spew. In the rest of the Caribbean, women were as active as ever, keeping the flames of social revolution in the period of 1937 to 1938 burning, so that both women and men could achieve the rights and freedoms embraced by modern societies, and that women could have equal rights as men. Marjorie Adingal Salvadon of Suffolk University published The Mysteries of Belonging, which helps link the last document's information with the novel. The Autobiography of My Mother by Jamaica Kincaid dives into the experiences in the life of Shuela, the young narrator, who's revealing in many ways gender, race, and colonialism issues to converge and shape Caribbean childhood in a post-colonial context. On pages 11 to 12 of the novel, the turtle scene occurs. The scene is early in the novel, but is most memorable for its rhetoric and surprising development of the main character. Salvadon writes on page 72, the scene recalls Sigmund Freud's concept of repetition compulsion which later elaborates into the theory of the death instinct in patients who seemingly unconsciously enact their traumatic experiences in order to master them. This is very interesting because at the beginning of the novel, 
we get a look into Zuela's personality. And from what we see, it's brutal. But Salvadon mentions Frude's concept of repetition compulsion because of Zuela's need to be in control. Salvadon continues and notes that Zuela's perception of the violence born of neglect comes up once more when she is placed in a school at the time when girls do not attend school. Surprisingly enough, the main theme of this novel is one of resistance, courage, and determination. Salvadon writes three facets that stand out in the autobiography is punishment, the relationship between African peoples, the Caribbeans, and their colonizing vancors, and the English and French languages and their corresponding patois. While violence is prominent in the novel, it doesn't seem to be justified regardless of her necessity for control. It's not condoned or accepted by Zuela. Salvadon writes, as the novel's discerning witness to these punishments, the description of violence through the eyes of the narrator functions as a critique of the legacy of colonialism in post-colonial societies. The Caribbean is complicated, of which there are multiple historical events that shape the present and future to come. Antonio Benitez Rojo pulls up a list of historical events that are examples that complicate any studies to explain colonialism and women. The list begins on page 196, stating, the complexity of the Caribbean socio-cultural system presents an enormous challenge for the researcher because of its dynamics that are interconnected with macro factors, such as the conquest and European colonialization, the history of the Atlantic economy, the implementation of the plantation system, the importing of African slaves, the hiring of Asian labor, resistance to assimilation, armed civil struggles for independence, the cultural influence of the United States, and much more. Undoubtedly, feminism is on the rise, but this is not something that took a day. As the old saying goes, Rome was not built in a day, feminism and the equality of men and women was not founded in a day. In the novel, Wide Sargasso Seed by Jean Rhys, there's a clear history and identity of the cruel Caribbean woman. Joya Eurasi explains in the document, She Walked Away on page 263, that the post-colonial notion of imperial history as a master narrative of European dominance is a history that projects Eurocentric views of the West's superiority upon the colonized world, which misuses scientific and rational knowledge to back up its claims to be the repository of order and progress. The novel does not focus deeply on slavery, but more so the issue of gender, racial, and cultural difference in the Caribbean. The final document, which highlights the rocky relationship between colonialism and women in the Caribbean, 
is by Cicely Jones in the Department of Sociology at the University of Warwick. Jones explains how racial, ethnic, cultural, linguistic, economic, age, religion, sexual orientation, marital, fertility, citizenship, and residential status intersect and create problematic generalizations of African Caribbean women and their identities and experiences. For instance, restrictions on abortions in Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland place African Caribbean women in these societies in a differential situation to their sisters on the mainland. African Caribbean women immigrants enter a hostile climate within which colonial perceptions of their prejudiced sexuality and excessive fertility remain deeply entrenched. Following the Emancipation Proclamation in 1838, in the Caribbean, in 1865, in the USA, the prospects of a growing population of freed blacks encouraged authorities in the USA and in some Caribbean societies to promote restrictive population programs. These sources help explain colonialism and women in contemporary history. As listed prior, it is difficult to explain in its entirety as there is a lot of history and events that lead into it. In the Caribbean, women and colonialism took a while to split from each other. The Emancipation Proclamation may have happened in the Caribbean before the U.S., but that didn't stop the issues that continued and continue until activism and feminism is normalized. Unfortunately, colonialism was fast-acting. Jean Reese and Jamaica Kincaid both explained through their personal experience how complicated things were for them as Caribbean women. Caribbean women and their identities were mostly negative and restricted by those who were in control. And if it wasn't obvious by now, it was not women who were in control. Regardless of their involvement in political agendas and activism, Unfortunately, it was still men that were in control. I hope that in the documents, novels, and passages that the relationship between colonialism and women in contemporary literature shows the importance of these novels. The restrictions of women in the Caribbean did not end when colonialism turned into the time we live in now. There are still stigmas and uneven status as a man and as a woman.